This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The biggest battle we will ever have to face is the battle between you and you. It's the battle of taking your mind to that limit and then breaking through. On the Mindful Experiment podcast, we will share concepts, universal laws, and interviewing individuals who have done just that, who have gone through the dark times and through those moments allowed their light to shine bright. I'm your host, Dr. Vic Manzo, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and taking this journey with me as we discover different avenues to break through those limits, expand your reality, and evolve into the person you desire to be. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, and welcome. This is Dr. Vic, and you are listening to The Mindful Experiment. This wonderful, amazing guest that we had on the episode today is just an amazing individual. You'll hear her passion come off her from her story and what she shares of what she went through, the, the success that she reached, but lacked the fulfillment that she desired, and how she made an extremely bold decision to make a vast change in her life to seek for inner fulfillment and inspiration that where now she is just a living proof of this. And you'll hear this from her, just her talking and her passion behind everything. Our guest today was Lucia Giovannini. She's a world renowned sensation, a former international Italian supermodel turned transformational speaker. And she's the author of 13 books in her 20 years of inspiring work through conferences and workshops globally. She's been inspired by growing up throughout different parts of Italy and Africa and holds a doctorate in psychology and counseling and a bachelor in psychoanthropology. She's a master firewalking trainer, an LLP and neurosemantics trainer, a recognized international life coach. She's the founder at Bless You International, 
and co-director at Luce, which is a free university of evolutionary growth, and the co-founder and master trainer of Breathwork Method Life Breath. Her work crafts a synergy between traditional psycho- psychological techniques, motivational practices, and ancient Eastern rituals that turn her seminars into profound experiences for the audiences in Asia and Europe alike. She has, Lucia has been defined as the Italian Louise Hayes and Oprah by the media, transforming audiences through her teachings, workshops, retreats, meditations, and books globally throughout self-confidence, limiting beliefs, and overcoming fears to live a whole new life. She came out with a new book, um, internationally acclaimed, called A Whole New Life, which has been translated in more than eight languages globally, and it debuted in the United States in March 2019. Um, This is a wonderful interview. I I highly recommend getting a pen and paper out. She shares a wonderful story, talks about how you can really start to create a whole new life for yourself and how to really create a massive transformation to find more fulfillment and to find more inspiration within your life on a daily basis. So without no further ado, this is Lucia Giovannini. Lucia, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here. I was excited to have you on, a, a, a paisana here, and uh, you know, and just all the work that you're doing, I, all the stuff that you're up to. I just love your energy and what you bring to the table. So, uh, kudos to what you're doing, and uh, uh, I'm definitely excited to have you on. I know we're gonna we have a lot of things that we cross over with. That's gonna be really wonderful. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm super excited. <laughs> so I was reading your your story. You used to be a, a supermodel. And you were doing really, really well with that, but you you still had this feeling of unfulfillment. I, I love to if you can just dive deep, and we'll start there with the, with the process. Yeah, well, um, I started out working as a model by chance, meaning uh, since I was a child, I've always felt a deep call for creating a better world, and not just for us humans, but also for the other beings that share this planet with us. And I'm talking about animals, trees, Mother Earth. And so when someone would ask me, what are you going to do when you grow up? I would answer, I'll do anything to make the world a better place and that will be my job. So I was very clear about that. But then I was still at college and I ended up working as a model. I, you know, it was good money. And I said to myself, okay, it will just be, you know, for a while, it's good, it's an experience. But then it became a full career. And at the beginning, it was awesome. So I moved to to Milan. I, my hometown is Bologna. And I moved to Milan uh, and I was living in this beautiful house. Uh, I earned a lot of money. I was married to a dashing man who was also a model. We were traveling the world, doing fashion shows, photo shooting. So apparently I was living the perfect life. But the thing is that this lasted very shortly because after, I mean, a while, I started feeling like my life was empty, like myself. I started feeling myself void, you know, like, like the, 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 there's this big, huge hole within myself. And, and, uh, and I start feeling depressed, empty, and like my life had no meaning. And of course, I tried to numb this pain in every way I could. So I started working even more. And by the age of 25, 26, I started three companies in the fashion industry. Um, But even that did not help. So I started traveling more, uh, shopping more, partying more, (laughs) anything. 
but of course none of that worked because the pain would surface. So of course, another thing that it was that I was telling myself that I didn't know what I wanted, you know, like uh, I, I, I kept on saying uh, to myself, well, how is this happening? Uh, I, I don't know what, but in reality, I was lying to myself because I knew perfectly well, you know, deep inside myself, I knew that the depression was my sole calling to follow my true mission. But of course, I couldn't have admit it even to myself. It was too scary. So for some time, and I mean quite some time, I resisted change, finding every excuse, you know, or good reason why I couldn't change my life. So it's not surprising that my depression got worse until one day I just decided to leave everything. And I did it, you know, all together. I left my marriage. I left my beautiful house. I went back to my hometown. Uh, uh, and so my beautiful house, I left it to my ex-husband. Uh, I left my three companies without taking any money or shares. <laughs> and on top of that, wow. all my friends. Yeah, that was not such a smart decision. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I was young and I was full of, you know, sense of, guilt and so I left everything to my partners, I business partners, I because you know in a way I felt like I had let them down. So I was paying with 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 my I mean you know my sense of guilt of being guilt for that. And on top of that all my friends abandoned me too because they thought I had gone crazy. So everyone told me go to see a psychiatrist. You have something there's something wrong with you. <laughs> So, you know, I, and, and even when people ask me, but what are you going to do? And I was, and I, my reply was, okay, I'm going to be um, an animal activist and a spiritual coach. And people were really puzzled. I mean, even I mean, good friends, I know that they were worried for me. So I know that their reaction, you know, was because they, they were really worried for me. Because at that time in Italy, and I'm talking about more than 25 years ago, that time in Italy, coaching was non-existent. I mean, the only coaching that was known, little known, was the sports, you know, coaching. Like if you were a sports coach, then it was okay. So when I used to say, I want to be a spiritual coach, people would look at me with, with a strange face and say, are you going to work in a gym? Because they didn't have a <laughs> The, the animal activist part, they didn't dare to comment because you don't earn a living, you know, doing that. So they okay. didn't. <laughs> so it was not easy. And at the beginning, uh, my attempts to run workshops and, you know, uh, to have like private clients for coaching sessions were not doing very well. So I was struggling to get participants and clients. So my savings were dwindling down very fast. So it was not, you know, that you follow your heart and immediately you go to the other side and you have, you're fully successful. That would have been much easier. But I went to the other side, I, I left everything and I was not successful at all. Of course. <laughs> I mean, almost a year. So not easy. Yeah. That, and and that's, that takes a lot of uh, inner strength. I mean, I know in the movies, you know, or they say, follow your heart and everything sets in place or, you know, you, you just do this and it will all just happen. But you went through that in my own journey. I went through the same thing 
where you follow your heart and yeah, it's not what, uh, it doesn't go as, as well you expected. Exactly, exactly. So it was, in a certain moment, I must honestly say, I started, you know, questioning myself. Uh, Like, uh, had I really gone crazy? Did I really throw away everything good in my life? And I also asked myself, should I just give up? But then I realized, you know, that in a way, uh, I didn't want to waste my life doing something that was not aligned to who I was. So, uh, and I also realized I was focusing on the wrong questions because the question I was asking myself, of course, I mean, and it was human, but the question I was asking myself was, uh, what am I losing? What am I missing? What, what am I, what, I mean, what's the price that I'm paying? You know, I'm paying a, a huge price to, to, to follow my heart. Uh, but in reality, the question which I should have been focused on was, what would have been the price if I had stayed in in that situation, you know, if I if I had stayed in, in that situation that did not represent me, if I had continued in, in the fashion world, what what would have been the price that I had, would have paid, you know, my whole life, staying my whole life in a situation that 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 was not aligned to who I was. So then I realized, okay, I don't want to be unhappy for the rest of my life, you know, and then. Okay, I'll I'll go on here, and and that's where I, I became more resilient, and and I also realized that you know, in a way, uh, our dreams because for me it was really a dream, you know, to to be able to help people, to to help make a make a change, a positive change in the world, and so I realized that our dreams are a gift from God, God Spirit however we want to call this energy. And realizing our dreams is our way of returning the favor to God. So that was when it dawned on me that I had made the right decision. I love that. I love how you say it, the dream is, you know, a gift from God and, and doing, achieving that dream, a dream, making it a reality uh, really is, is giving back to God. I, I love that. That's, that's, that's awesome. Um, and, and, you know, in that, that process, I mean, you asked, you, I love how you shifted the question, right? Uh, people say, uh, it, the, the quality of the question you ask will determine the quality of the life, right? And so, or the quality of life you'll have is determined by the quality of the questions you ask. And just from that simple change, it shifted your perspective and, and you just went that path. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Th- th- that was the turning point for me. Because, you know, um, I had this big dream, I felt it in my heart, I felt this call, but it was not working. So, uh, of course, I was struggling physically, financially, but also emotionally and spiritually, you know, because I was starting to doubt God, you know, like, has God abandoned me too? That was, you know, my kind of question. <laughs> or, or, uh, how, I mean, why am I paying this this huge price of, you know, losing my friends, losing my house, losing my money? But then, yeah, just shifting that kind of question was a game changer. I love it. And for the listeners out there, I, I, you, you've heard me say this a lot. When you change yourself, um, all of a sudden, everything around you changes. And that includes friends and family and, 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 and so forth and relationships. I know I've gone through the same thing. And it's one of those things. Um, 
So I give you commend for making that choice, and especially all the doubt, right? It's like you're doing the work, you're expecting to be at a certain level, and then all of a sudden you're just like, it's. I feel like it's not working, like it's not happening. And and then those questions come in, and that fear or worry, uh, anxiety maybe starts to steep in and, 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 and affect us in some shape, way, or form. Yeah, that, that's why I think it's so important, you know, to share. I mean, I, I love to share my story and 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 yeah, hearing that, that you went through similar similar situation, you know, and sharing this is so important because in a way I think there's there's a, a conditioning belief or a, or a trap in, in the in the um, personal development field where you think, okay, I follow my heart and as you said, you know, and everything if it's the right path, everything will, you know, align naturally. Everything will manifest naturally. Like, you know, you just think about your dream and then it just, I mean, happens. And in my experience and in the experience of, I mean, hundreds of other people that I've guided through this process, thousands of people actually, it doesn't necessarily work that way. I mean, sometimes we are sort of lucky and it's easier, but most of the times, it's not. So the, actually, the, the, the bigger your dream, the more resistance you encounter in a way. And you need to be ready to face that resistance. You need to be, to be uh, resilient enough to, to keep on walking down the path until, you know, and at the same time, continue working on yourself. Because with me, actually... It is only it was only when I made that internal shift that then things started to shift also externally. I mean, it was that internal shift that then, after a while, people started you know calling me, and uh, I started to get more participants to my workshops, uh, more people to my private sessions, and then they talked to friends. Then you know, by words of mouth, it, it became better and better slowly, you know, but steadily. Uh, but the first thing I needed to do was that internal shift. And what gave you that resiliency? What kept you moving forth no matter what came your way, that those challenges and so forth? Yeah, I think it was, I mean, on one side, honestly, it was because there was no way back. I had already, you know, signed all the papers to actually uh, let go of my uh, three companies and I, I gifted, I mean, I, I gave all the shares for no money to my business partner. So I, I, of course, I could have started again as a model. That was a possible choice. But in terms of, you know, all the businesses that I had created, I had already given them away. So there was no turning back. And in this sense, I, I think that sometimes burning the, the, the bridges behind us in a way, I don't know if you have that same expression in English, but you know, when 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 you can't go back, uh, then the only direction is forward, and um, and so in my experience, this helped because yeah, I could have gone back to work as a model, but it wasn't. I mean, the full picture; it was just a little part. So that and 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 the other part was, I think I've I've. I still had, you know, deep inside myself, this trust in the universe, in God, in spirit. And so again, as, as I said, I think that if I had that dream within my heart, it meant something. 
it was not there by chance. And so I had at least to try everything, you know, to, to fulfill that dream. I love that. And no, exactly. You, I always tell this to a lot of people. I do it on my podcast and people I work with all about make a decision and just go forth and cut out all the other options and, you know, burning the bridges, uh, burning the boats and taking over the Island, all these different phrases. Uh, but it's really, um, uh, I commend you for that. And, and with that, and have you ever heard the phrase too? Like, um, if you can imagine it, then you can create it. If you, uh, ever hear that before? Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> I totally agree. I totally agree. It's another way to to say it. You know, like if if, if I think that if if something it's in our heart uh, and in our mind, so and and it's like if something makes our heart beat faster, our eyes grow brighter, then we need to go forward and at least try with with everything we have. You know, with all our strength, with all our efforts, at least try to 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 pursue it, to to manifest it. No, I, I I totally agree, and and it's the it, it's it. Would you say it's like it's what what you're kind of expressing is it's what keeps you what makes you feel alive? Yes, yes. Otherwise, yeah, you live in your comfort zone, uh, but then you're not really living. Actually. I, and, and that's something I also write in my book, A Whole New Life. I think we should actually name comfort zone the discomfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> because it's a prison in reality. You can't grow if you stay there. So true. Yeah. And how many people in the world today, they want to get, stay in the comfort as much as possible? Yeah, definitely. Well, it's easier, actually. And, and actually, it's also, you know, our society that in a way scares us enough so that we don't, you know, move out of our comfort zone. So, so true. So true. So how, I know you had your book, A Whole New Life. How could, you know, let's say there's someone who's hearing, this, hearing your story and they're, they're doing something that they just don't feel, they feel unfulfilled. And they want to make that shift and they, they just feel deep in that this is not what they're designed to do. And, and they see something else that they want. How, what are the, what is the beginning process or, uh, and I know I recommend people to read the book to get the whole answer to this, but how do you start a whole new life? Yeah. Well, the first step is awareness, of course, because if you're not aware of where you are and where do you want to go, then it's difficult to create a, a positive change, an evolutionary change. So in A Whole New Life, I talk about the axes of change, which are the s s several phases that you need to go through in order to create you know, a transformation in your life, a positive transformation in your life. And the first of these phases or axes of change is awareness. So the first step would be, you know, to take some time and really go deep inside and, and ask yourself, okay, what do I really, really want? If I, and, and, and again, lots of people tell me, oh, I don't know what I want. And that's my problem. But in reality, in my experience, what I, what I found is that Lots of people actually lie to themselves. Like I was lying to myself when I was saying, I don't know what I want. In reality, it was not true. It's just that we are so scared, you know, because what, in order to, to, to 
go where we want to go, we need to make huge changes in our lives. Sometimes uh, it costs us, you know, a relationship or a job or money. And so we don't, you know, I mean, want to, on a, in a sense, we want to go there, but on the other side, we are afraid, you know, to make that step. So we say, oh, I don't know what I want. So, of course, we need to be honest with ourselves. And so the question could become, if you were not afraid, what would you want? You know, if you had all the time and money and possibilities of the world, what would you want? To, what, would you, what, do, what would you want to do? But even more importantly, who would you want to be as a person? Which, you know, um, difference would you like to make in the world? Uh, how would your life, would you like your life to be spent? And so um, these kind of, you know, questions. And, and so um, another, another question could be, um, when you were a child, uh, what did you like doing? Because most of the times, and many studies also confirm this, most of the times, uh, the things that we, that we were really passionate about as children are still the things that, you know, uh, uh, we are passionate about in our adulthood. And so it has to do with our soul mission. So, you know, I would advise people to play around with these kind of questions. And, um, and so the first step, as I said, is awareness. Once we are aware of where we want to go, um, then, of course, we need to have enough motivation to get there. Because if we don't have enough motivation, we'll st either we won't, we won't start the journey or we will stop halfway through, you know. When we meet the first difficulties, when we encounter the first challenges, then we stop. Um, and so how do we uh, create this motivation is we, again, we, with those questions like, okay, what is the price that I'm paying to stay in my comfort zone? Um, if I imagine my life, you know, the, the, at the end of my life and I look back, what, what do I want, I mean, to see? What kind of life do I want to live? And so those kind of questions, it's like a little bit, you know, to, to have some reality checks. And, uh, and so you un the, the idea is to really understand that, that, that just staying in your comfort zone is not so comfortable, actually. Uh, so that that for the the motivation part, and then we when we are motivated enough, then there's decision part. And so the decision part, as as we said before, it's where we decide. Which it's a word that comes from Latin, and it means to cut. So we cut the old. Uh, you know, the whole, the old situation or we cut the old behavior and we launch into the new phase. And that's where we need to go through the creation phase. And creation has inner creation and uh, outer creation. So inner creation is we need to have a look at our conditioning belief and in general belief system and to create some new supporting belief system. So that's where we work with the, I'm not good enough, uh, I don't have time, I don't have resources, who I am to, I'm not clever enough, et cetera, et cetera. And we really uh, change those beliefs into supporting belief. 
Um, and then there's the external creation. The external creation has to do with, you know, an action plan and doing new actions, like finding resources, people who can help us or who can mentor us, maybe a good coach, you know, like external actions and external resources. And I think that the creation access need really to be, or the creation phase need to be done from both sides. Because if you just work internally, well, it is very powerful, but the risk is that then if you don't do any actions towards your goal, it's not enough. But if you only do the external part and you don't change your belief system, then you, you won't be able to create you know, the, the transformation. So these are the main steps. And then once you, you start doing your transformation, having your transformation, then you need to solidify the change, you know, the solidification part, but that, that comes afterward. And of course, another part of the creation access of the creation phase is to start with small steps. You know, like if you want to write a book, instead of thinking, oh, I'm going to write 300 pages, like focus on one page or even half a page a day, you know, those kind of things. So it, it is not uh, frightening. It is not too daunting to, to make a huge change. I lo- and I love how simple you just express it. I mean, it's really sound wisdom for all the listeners there. I mean, this is really, really, really solid stuff. And um, I like at the end how you said, too, you, you have to take action, right? You can have this big dream, but if you don't do any external stuff with that big dream, it just stays and becomes stays a dream. Yeah, definitely. And that's the problem in my experience. That's the problem of many spiritual you know, communities or many uh, spiritual people. They have big dreams, big ideas. They know how to raise their energy. Uh, they have a big vision. They are totally connected with their soul, their heart. But then they don't take action. If you don't take action, it stays, all that energy stays there and doesn't get transformed into, I mean, doesn't get grounded, you know? No, I, and it's funny you bring that up because that's what I've always experienced too. Um, my background's in energy medicine, and it's funny how they get it right from a spiritual side and the creation of energy, how to manipulate their energy or move their energy, and all that. They get it, but they don't do the action part. And um, sometimes when I have conversations with people about this who are spirit, more spiritually aware, I will tell them like, "Why do you think you have seven chakras, and the top three are more?" for things we things outside the physical realm what you can see with your eyes and the lower are more for the fit connect more to the physical realm i mean you have to channel that whole thing to you know top and bottom to allow to create in in your experience into your reality yeah definitely definitely and and on the other it's so interesting because you know i i think i'm sort of a bridge between of, of course my background and my and my heart is more on the spiritual field and at the same time, I happen to work quite often also in the corporate world, you know, just, you know, like speeches in conventions and so on and so forth. And so um, I look at the corporate world, you know, people in companies, and they are very practical oriented, very action oriented. And so they get results, but they get stressed and they get depressed because they don't have that 
you know, higher meaning or higher values or higher vision. And so on one side, we have this like corporate people who are very, you know, marketing people, sales people who are very, who get results, but I mean, and maybe they earn a lot of money, but they, they, they are not happy at all uh, because they, they, they lack meaning and, and, and spirituality and, you know, a, a bigger vision. And then on the other side, we have these spiritual communities or spiritual people who have higher meaning, higher, you know, visions and values, but they don't take action. And so, like, <laughs> what if we, we merge the two worlds, you know, and have higher meaning and put them into action? And that's the idea of, you know, a whole new life with, with those axes of change. I, I was just going to say, that's a creation, as you just said, a whole new life and it really creating a, a, a transformation because I think then that will start to create more fulfillment for individuals, more inspiration. Um, and, and so forth. Cause I know my journey was kind of like that too. Uh, not so corporate, but it was in the mindset of that, but, um, but wanting to get to these certain levels, uh, and being told that's how it is to be successful in a sense and then get there. And all of a sudden you're like, this is it really. I, I'm still stressed out, even though I made, I got here exactly. and, and then you do the whole, do the work to like, as you did too, where, okay, I'm leaving this, I'm changing this, or I'm going to do whatever to really see how do I really want to see this be and then live my life that way. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's exactly, you, you, you described perfectly what happened to me. You know, I struggled to get there. I worked a lot to get there. And then you get there and you ask, mm, is it this? <laughs> No, and it's funny, your experiences, the the questions you're asking yourself, I did the exact same thing where I'm just like, I don't know, maybe this is not meant for me then, or maybe what's, you know, I'm, 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 everything's going so well, and I'm not happy, there's something wrong with this picture. Exactly. And so, so I'm kind of curious, I want to shift gears just a little bit. Um, What got you very passionate about um, being an animal advocate and so forth? Where did that, where did that evolve from was it as a child or um yeah I'm really curious about that yeah I think I mean definitely it was it was since my childhood I've, I've, I've always been you know so fascinated by the other living beings that are sharing this planet with us and and like I spent part of my childhood in Africa because my father used to live there and work there and so I don't know if it was because I was exposed to this wildlife you know Uh, but you know the idea is that animals don't have a voice they don't have money to pay for their freedom or for you know to to they can't defend themselves basically and so since they give so much to us i think it, the least we can do is really become their advocate uh, becoming their voice you know um, and so like to give you an example i since I was very little, I refused to eat meat. And, you know, being Italian, we have this culinary tradition where, I mean, <laughs> you eat meat. And so I struggled with my, my parents. And it was only when I was like nine years old that they finally gave up and, and they le- left me, you know, and they, I could, I mean, they left me free basically with my nutrition and I could eat whatever I wanted more or less, but at least I could avoid meat. Uh, 
Um, but why did I do that? Because I, to me, I'm, you know, eating another living being, you know, who, I mean, had to suffer and, and give his life for me, for my food was, was unconceivable. So, and I didn't know anything about, you know, all the veganism that, I mean, now there's, there are a lot of studies that also show that you have more energy, uh, that, you know, if you eat a plant-based diet, that, you know, you save rain, you save uh, like land and forest and, and so it's good for the environment and it's good for your health, et cetera, et cetera. But at that time, I didn't know anything about all that. It was just purely for my, you know, loving love of animals and respect for them. So, yeah, I think it has accompanied me my whole life. I love that. And is there a specific, is it all animals that you're an advocate for? Is there like a specific one that like, I don't want to say won your heart more, but like you put more energy towards? Well, I actually love all animals. Just to give you an idea, when I was a little child, I remember trying to caress a crocodile. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. So, and, and, there, we had a river by our house, and I, and I had gone to the river, and there was a crocodile there. And I, it was so cute, and he was sleeping. So I went there, and I tried to caress him. And there was the gardener, I mean, our gardener. And he, and he saw that the scene, and I think he had an heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> away it was like ah! <laughs> you know so um <laughs> so um, yeah and i and i i mean recently i saved like two bulls uh, two cows from a slaughterhouse so i'm actually very active in saving any any kind of animal of course i mean i've always been very fond of dogs and uh and so um, here in italy now i'm i'm I have this um, foundation where we save dogs from, you know, Eastern Europe, Spain, uh, Southern Italy, because we have, I mean, horrible situations in those uh, places. And so, and, and then we save them and we find adoptions for them. Uh, but in general, I try to save any, any animal I encounter. I love that. Yeah, we're um, my my wife and I are big advocates. Just we're, we're we we we're big animal advocates, but for dogs specifically, because again, like you said, no one has a voice, right? They don't they don't have a voice. They give us a ton of things, uh, but specifically, we we focus a lot on with pit bulls just because of the bad rap they get in America, um, and then of course those are the ones that are um, I think it's forty to fifty thousand per month are put to sleep. Yeah, it's it's a pretty sad story. Plus, with the bad rap, and it's like I always tell people, the ones who are being the criticizers or criticized, I'm like most of the time they never have owned one or they never been around one. Uh, yeah. The most loving dogs. Um, I mean, I've had other dogs in my life, but that one is like there's just something different about them. Um, totally. I mean, we just saved a pit bull. I mean, a few like probably eight nine months ago from Spain. He was. I mean. They were going to put him asleep, and and we we were able to save him like the day before the, the, execu the execution was going to happen, and uh, and then we find an adoption for him, and okay, uh, actually that. we followed him, and he now lives in Rome, uh, <laughs> in a penthouse, and he has his own bedroom, and he's very spoiled, and he's he's so cute, and he's the sweetest dog ever. 
like he lives in the center of Rome, his owner uh, like goes out with the dog in the center of Rome, full of people and never had any problem. I mean, the sweetest dog ever with children, you know, playing with the dog in the streets and, you know, caressing him. Because, you know, in the center of Rome, it's full of tourists, full of people. And when, the, when the, this lady walks the dog, of course, then the dogs meet you know, lots of people and super, super calm dog, very centered. So I totally agree. Uh, I mean, the bad rap that, that Pitbull have is just, I mean, it depends how you treat them, of course. It be, it, be, it depends, like, like humans, if you treat a, a human badly, then it gets angry, but it's not, I mean, the fault is not the dog. Totally. No, I totally agree with you. And, and it's, that's the, the poor stigma. Like we foster for dogs too. And it's one of those things where uh, we've had a couple right on death row a couple hours before and be able to save their life. And then um, you hear their story of how someone abandoned them and then, but they'll still turn around and love you. That's just, if you give them love, they'll give love two times, three times more back to you. Exactly. And actually, you know, again, in my book, there's a chapter about that. There's, there's a chapter about tools for transformation, which is, you know, what can we, what can help us uh, to uh, lead a better life? What can help us to create the, the transformation, the changes we want? And in the tools for transformation, there are things like, you know, proper nutrition, like plant-based diet rather than breathing exercises, rather than meditation, you know, those kind of things, practical things that you can do and in your life and and like gratitude you know that that help you to have a better mood and a better energy etc and one chapter is about you know uh like helping animals or staying having a pet in your house for example because there are tons of studies that say that people who own a pet and spend or even if you can't own a pet but at least volunteer in a shelter you get so much benefit from it you know, so much in, in any sense. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, one of the studies showed that um, for humans, and if you have a dog, because um, this is what the study was specifically looking at, that when you hug or cuddle or touch a dog and connect with them, just for, I think it's like 30 seconds to 45 seconds minimum, um, you will start to release oxytocin, which is the feel-good hormone, and they will have the same release. And so you're both helping each other out by just connecting in that way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And they, they are actually teaching us pure love, unconditional love. Yeah, I love how you bring that up too, because I, I, I talk to my wife a lot about that. And I'm always like, I because the universe is always, and the you know, the, nothing is ever created out of a, a desire. It's always created out of a need, at least from the universe side. So it's, or God, or however you want to label that. And so I'm always like, why are humans being more around dogs? Or, or animals in general, but I see more more dogs than anything. And uh, you you just said it, it, it to learn what really pure love is all about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, and, and love is the, is the most powerful force that we have. Basically, love heals. Uh, actually, I think that if love is not there, healing becomes impossible. Whereas if love is there, healing is much easier. So, and that's what, you know, dog, uh, dogs in general teach us. Yeah. So for all the listeners out there, if you're looking to change your, change your life and de-stress a little bit, get a dog. I promise it'll be change. It'll change you drastically. 
absolutely, absolutely. Plus, it will improve because it will force you, you know, to walk more. So it will improve also your 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 body, like blood circulation, etc. So true, so true. Um, real quick, I got a couple uh, questions I want to ask before we, we get to the end here. But, you know, you have such a powerful story. You made such bold moves in your life that take a lot of inner strength. From all that you've gone through, what, would, what advice would you give yourself 10 years ago, if you could, of what you learned up to this day? Well, I would tell myself to uh, just trust the universe. I would tell myself um, not to worry, that I am guided even when I don't feel so, you know, even when when uh, uh, plans are not going uh, like as, as I planned. So things are not happening in, in the time that I had planned or things are not happening the way I planned them to just trust the process and just keep on walking and, and, and I'll get there. So I love that. That, that, that's really great. And for the listeners, it's really a, that's a powerful, powerful message. I know, uh, people, other people I've interviewed and even myself, that's one of the things that I, when I get asked, I'm like, yeah, I wish I'd learned to trust more the whole journey. Um, who would you say is your hero? Huh? That's a good one. <laughs> uh, I have many. I have many. So the first that came to mind is Jane Goddard. I don't know if you ever heard of her. She is known uh, for her studies on chimpanzee and uh, um, in Africa. And she actually devoted her, her whole life to these animals and also to um, uh, teaching people how to, you know, uh, respect these animals and how to you know connect with these animals so yeah definitely and she's like in her 80s now and still lecturing around the world oh wow that's another thing that i love so much you know that because sometimes people uh, say oh when i you know like oh i'm getting old when i retire and actually i don't want to retire and I, like now i'm 55 so i still have time but but I would love, you know, to keep on, keep on teaching and giving workshops until the last day of my life. So, and she's still traveling the world, giving lectures at like eighty-two, I think, something like that. That's awesome. No, I, I, I and I, and I can totally connect with you. I always, I joke around with people. I'm like, I'll never retire. Uh, the time I retire is the time I'm not here physically anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why well, retire? If you do something you love. You don't want to retire from something you love. Maybe, I mean, you can just, you know, adjust your schedule to have some, you know, like some downtime from one speech or one workshop to another, and that's okay, or from one trip to another, but why retire if you if what you do is your passion? I totally agree. How could people get a hold of your new book? Where can they get it at? So uh, any bookstore or even online bookstores like Amazon, for example, and they, if you go to my website, which is my name, uh, 
luciagiovannini.com, which is L-U-C-I-A-G-I-O-V-A-N-N-I.com. Um, you can download the first chapter and also you can get some uh, uh, free, uh, like several free uh, bonuses. Um, even if you don't buy the book, <laughs> I mean, even if you decide not to buy the book, you you still get the free bonuses. Like there's a, a five uh, video series um, called "The Access of Change," uh, which lead you through uh, all the several all the phases of change to create the the change you want. And and there in my website, you can also buy the book. Awesome. And can people get a hold of you? How can they connect with you via social media? Um, I have a Facebook group called A Whole New Life. So the same name as the book, uh, where I post videos and advices and, you know, like like uh, exercises and meditations. Uh, and then there is my uh, Facebook page, Lucia Giovannini, and also on Instagram. Awesome. Uh, Lucia, this was a, a pleasure, a lot of synergicity, uh, synchronicity, sorry, um, uh, of your story, my story, and just the, the general information you shared. It was really a pleasure to get to know you a little better and to um, hear your story and all the beautiful things that you're doing. Thank you, Vic. Actually, it was uh, such a pleasure for me. Well, I want to appreciate it. Keep that light firing uh, bright, and uh, I continue to see uh, uh, looking forward to seeing you continue moving forth with everything that you do. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For past shows, please visit www.empoweryourreality.com. I hope this show inspired you and added to your life to help you on the journey to rediscover who you really are. To connect with us on Facebook, please visit www.facebook.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. Check us out on Twitter. The handle is Dr. Vic 21. Follow us on Instagram, www.instagram.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. If you were inspired by the podcast, pay it forward by sharing it with someone who you know can benefit from it. Thank you again for listening to the Mindful Experiment podcast, sharing paths to help you rediscover your infinite potential. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.